With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is America's Trucking Network with Riding the Wave with Dave. Okay, guys, back on board. Hour number three. Let me hook up my good buddy. Retro Radio Pal, Tony O. Mancuso, attorney at law. And, uh, Tony, I'll let you know that uh, you actually uh, were willing to come on in and hang out and be in the studio all night long, but uh, I had to do the check because, you know, right now we're on that uh, uh, the COVID-19 uh, watch, so we can't have any guests in here. Otherwise, I'd have been more than happy to have you in the studio tonight, and that goes for all the different hosts. So we're still on a situation where they just want the talent you know, that's me and Willie Cunningham and Mike McConnell and, you know, Rocky Boyman and all the big dogs. You know, they want to keep us uh, protected and stuff. So you understand what's going on, right? I'm actually here in front of my fireplace okay. and lounging on a recliner. So I couldn't be doing any better <laughs> if I was in there, believe me. Yeah, well, so you're not spending the time out there in the hot tub. There's no activities going on oh. because Pat, 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 the sharp-dressed man, he knows that you're trying to catch up with him with the ladies, but uh, that ain't happening, right? I'm actually wearing my Joe Burrow number 9 white jersey. Oh, wow. Tomorrow, tomorrow I'll probably put on orange, and I'll wear black on Sunday. So I'm just like on a Joe Burrow marathon here, Dave. So. Cool. Well, well hey, we're going to – I'm sure the football's going to uh, be a topic uh, tomorrow <laughs> night with uh, what happened uh, down there in uh, – I was it in KC and uh, with the uh, Texans and uh, the Houstons. Or was that at Houston? I forget. It was at KC. Was at it? KC. Yeah. yeah, so anyhow, well, I'm sure that'll come up. Well, I see the uh, dish is on board, but uh, we we got a nice lineup. The American Eagles on board. Dan, Oklahoma, Airborne Ranger, Chevy guy. Uh, Donkey Rob's got more stuff. Oh, Donkey Rob sent me a message and said that uh, there was a plane that hit uh, one of the uh, buildings after the 9-11 uh, small plane. I think that might have been the one with the uh, baseball guy or, or something. And then uh, World War II uh, B-52 bomber hit the Empire State Building. Yeah, that, that's a story. those are stories I don't remember. I do sometime tonight want to talk about that plane crash that happened there in November of 2001 that seems to have been forgotten, November 12th. That was American Airlines 587. But let's get to the callers and let's roll those through and see what people got to say about 9-11. Yeah, yeah now I want to get the ladies on here because all the guys have, have told me it's okay to get the ladies. So Eskimo Mom, uh, she's out trucking tonight. And uh, hello, Eskimo Mom. How's everything out there in the highways and the byways? It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful night to be riding and a guiding. Good, good, good. Nice to have you on board tonight, and you got some special memories too at nine eleven, right? Yes, sir. Thank you, and thank you all for the retro radio tonight, and especially since this is a since this is pretty much a big day in a lot of our lives. Right. Well, you're welcome. You're very welcome. 
But, um, but, but for starters, I actually had a cousin over there in, I can't remember offhand if it was Manhattan or if it was somewhere around New York City that day, and she actually watched the towers come down from, from a distance. Oh, wow. And, yeah, and it and it's really it really impacted her that day, and and, and after that, and and every single and, and after that happened, it was kind of hard on her those on that day to know to know what she knows now, but unfortunately, we lost her here last year to cancer. Oh, oh wow! That's... Well, I tell you what, Dave, if I can interject with ex- Eskimo mom, yeah, my sister was born in New York City. Okay. I don't think she was ever the same after seeing all that happen. I'm serious. It impacted people so much. You know, yeah. it really, really did. Yeah, it's pretty much what a lot of people, what you see on TV, and there's a lot of truck drivers out here that we, we, um, that we can understand where the, the, the folks in New York City are coming from because there's many of us that we, we have actually gone through places that's been damaged by tornadoes or wildfires or other disasters. We've been into those areas or we've had to pass through those areas. And what you see on TV and what you see outside of, outside of your windshield is two totally different things. Yes, I agree. Well, you, you know, you're refreshing my memory uh, because now you brought brought that up Eskimo mom uh, I have been in two uh, horrific uh, disaster areas uh, one was the uh, tornado that hit Xenia Ohio mm-hmm. uh, and you talk about total devastation and the other one is I was down there about uh, uh, as soon as they started letting construction crews in uh, down in uh, Charleston um, uh, when Hugo hit, I think I was 89, if I remember right, uh, yeah. and uh, talk about, you know, uh, the same thing with uh, uh, destruction and just, you know, unbelievable. And there was still chaos in the streets. Uh, in fact, uh, you just had to be careful because, you know, the uh, hoodlums were out there and, and roaming in yeah. the streets, and the cop says you don't stop at uh, red lights, you don't stop at stop huh? signs. If anybody tr- approaches you, you know, take off and uh, don't worry about uh, anything. You just got to worry about your own uh, safety. Of course, there wasn't too many hooligans that was going to mess around with my crew because I always called them Raiders of the Lost Ark, if you know what I mean. So, uh, uh, <laughs> anyhow, so we're, we're relatively safe, but I mean, the whole thing is that the place was, uh, pretty much in chaos for, for a good period of time. Yeah, uh, you, yeah, yeah and, the, and those areas, you, and, and the, after a disaster, you never know who's going to be there. If, if it's going to be a local hoodlum, a local thug, or if it's just somebody going to try to take advantage of the situation. Right. Somebody right. that's, totally desperate and 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 they're going to do everything they can to try to try to get what they need yeah can i tell you something you guys yeah go ahead in new york city after those events occurred that's not the that was not the mood down there you didn't have con artists and shysters and people trying to hurt you or anything like that you had total camaraderie and love for your fellow man yeah. for a short mm-hmm. period of time. Yeah. And I, I know that because I was there yeah. and I saw it and watched it. And I, I never felt unsafe. I never felt like anybody was trying to trick me or con me yeah. or cause me any. It was all love. It was all love in those days, Dave. So it was a whole different mood. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's a good point, Tony. I, that is. I mean, because you, you definitely saw that. Uh, you know, everybody helping everybody in the stranger. Yeah. One story that yeah. Eula brought up that uh, uh, they highlighted, that was part of the thing. You know, two strangers didn't know anybody, and the, the guy uh, thanked the guy that was rescuing him mm-hmm. uh, and uh, says, we'll be brothers for life. I've never had a brother, and, and, they, and they have been, I guess, uh, to this and, day. 
on the, on that day, no, on that day, people in New York City, nobody cares who uh, what what side. What, oh, if you're from the Upper East, East Side or if you're from the low, lowest section of Queens or anything, everybody was everybody was one 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 uh, was all American that day. He's right, Dave. And yeah. what's sad about it, and what you touched on a little earlier, that's not the mood right now in our country. No, no. no. You know, we're we're and and it certainly was during that period of time. I know it. I saw it. And and Rudy Giuliani brought it up tonight on uh, Sean Hannity. Anybody go back and watch the replay. He did an excellent job tonight talking about how uh, cops and firefighters, how quickly people forget uh, what heroes they were and what sacrifice they made. And nowadays, you know, you got the people throwing buckets of water or urine or or whatever on them and spitting on them and and attacking them with lasers and ambushing them and stuff. And it's all because of uh, that pathetic, no good uh, mayor and his uh, sock puppet buddy, uh, the governor there in New York's in total disarray. People can't wait to flee the hell out of there. New York City will probably never be the same, Tony. And, and, it's, well, and it's not, and it's not, and it's not just the firefighters and the, and the cops and all the other first responders. It's a lot right now. It's a lot of the essential workers as well. A lot of a lot of the folks that they, they've been off work or they've or they are they are they've um, or they we were back back in March, April, May. They were grateful for us to be doing what we're doing, and now and now they're just spitting in our faces. Well, uh, yeah, you're bringing up another great point, Eskimo Mom. I mean, the, the truckers. I mean, they're initially, you know, when everybody needed their toilet paper and paper towels and stuff. You guys were saluted, and now they they want to try to rob you and stick you up. And uh, I think was that you that brought it to my attention about a lady trucker uh, had was killed here recently by uh, some hoodlums uh, down south. Yeah, it's and that and, that, and that's an old, and that's an old trick. Unfortunately, it's it's to try try to get try to get somebody's attention, have them pull off the road, and have have and have the driver come out, check it out, and that's the best. Way, and that and 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 that, that driver just becomes very very vulnerable. Yeah, so I mean, uh, it's it's a whole different mood, and it's a whole different society, and uh, you know, it's a problem that you know Donald Trump's trying to address. But these mayors, you know, Portland, Seattle, they won't lift a finger. You know, uh, Minnesota, but you know, that's kind of uh, getting out of uh, where we're, we want to go with the show. But I, I'm just you putting some commentary that if you start putting pieces of the puzzle together, it's just uh, crazy compared to what it was back in 2001, 9/11, right, Tony? Yeah, it's absolutely true. Absolutely true. The whole mood is different. Like I say, I was down there a lot after these events, and you felt safe. You felt camaraderie. Yeah. You walked past the fire stations, and you saw the memorials and the people's pictures that were up, and it was just it was just tear jerking. It was absolutely tear jerking. Well, and nobody was out there to con you. No. Nobody was out there to con you or to hurt you or get you to pull off the road so that it makes no. you vulnerable. It was all about love and camaraderie. That's what it was. Yeah. Well, hey, Eskimo Mama, anything else you want to add? Because I'm going to take a break, and then I got the dish. She's going to be coming up here next, and I got, uh, you know, the phones are really starting to light up. I want to get everybody on board as soon as I can. And, and I was I was going to mention and I was I was going to mention too that the um that the that the the, the chimes over there in Shanks, Shanksville Pennsylvania yeah the 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 gentleman that designed it is originally from my hometown oh wow really yeah and I'm up and I'm up I'm, I'm up right off of between exit ninety and ninety four off of seventy five here, here in Ohio okay yeah right was That's that a beautiful beautiful place and I'd encourage everybody to go check it out. 
and unfortunately, the gentleman that that designed it, unfortunately, he was killed in the bicycling accident back in 2017. Oh man, that's too bad. It wasn't a hit and yeah. run type of thing, was it? I have I have no clue. It's been it's been several years ago. Because there's been uh, an, an uh, uprise and all kinds. And Tony, you're in the legal work. You know that as well as anybody. But uh, we have. Uh, uh, a rash of uh, all kinds of hit and runs now with uh, especially people on bicycles or pedestrians walking uh, people will hit people and just take off won't stop at the scene and uh, blah 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 and we got all kinds of I mean it's an epidemic I think isn't it Tony yeah and she was talking about the Shanksville Chimes Day, yeah. and it's a beautiful monument, and it's like these bells that will ring, and it's uh, the gentleman that designed that. I don't, you know, if Eskimo Mom referring to him, he must have been a brilliant guy because that's a heck of a, a monument and memorial out there. It's beautiful, beautiful. Wow. Uh, well, hey, Eskimo Mom, thank you very much for your call tonight and all your insight. Always appreciate hearing from you. Well, thank you very much. Be, be safe out there, and, and if you're out in the road tomorrow night, give, give us a holler. We'll have a whole different uh, show. Yep, I will. I will be on the road tomorrow night. I'm taking a I'm taking a whole week off. Oh wow! Okay, good. Okay. Well, enjoy the week off. So hopefully, I'll talk to you tomorrow night. And uh, Tony, let me put you back on hold. And everybody on hold. Dish, hold on. Uh, you'll be up next because uh, I want to try and get the ladies on board. And I got Dan and Eagle and uh, Airborne Ranger. Chevy guy's going to be coming up real soon, too. Everybody's got uh, great stories. And Donkey Rob can uh, add in some more insight. And the phones are open for everybody, 888-860-8785-513-749-7000. I'm still trying to shake the cobwebs out, but I'm hanging in there. So a little short break here at ATN. Come on, boss, tell us. Yep, and we're proud of it, Tony. Little Bruce Springsteen. It's always good to hear from Bruce, even though he's a little bit on the left. I still love his music and uh, uh, great song there. Thank you, Jeff. Doing a great job tonight with the tunes. Uh, and uh, let's go ahead, Tony. You all set to take another caller? Let's go. Keep them rolling. It's yeah. a heck of an event. It needs to be talked about, and it never – I remember writing something on one of the walls down there, and it was it, – it, it's poignant for tonight. Always remember – but never forget. Yeah. I thought that was clever, huh? Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you probably stole that from Daryl Worley's song or whatever. But I did that on my own. Oh, okay. Uh, well, let me get the dish on here. Dish, how you doing this morning? <laughs> I'm great. How are you guys? Good, good. Thanks for calling and listening to the show, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's, not, it's beautiful listening to everyone's testimony. Uh, how you doing, AOM? Everything's great on this end. Okay, great. So what I wanted to say was um, I remember specifically where I was um, and what TV and, and all of that. I was actually at the Lifetime Fitness in a place called Easton over here, not far from where I live. Oh, yeah. And 
I was in the um, women's lounge after a workout, and there's a TV in there, and all of a sudden there's a few women that are standing around watching, and that's when the first plane had hit. And I had two, my, my daughters were very young at the time, uh, toddler and infant age, and I was like, oh, my gosh. And then I, got a, I was married at the time, and um, my husband at the time had called and said, where are you? Get home now. And I'm like, what's going on? And he was like, you need to get home. You know, the world's going to heck in a handbag. Like, okay. So then um talked to him on the phone, and then I get home to our house. And uh, my mother worked for the Department of Defense uh, located on Fort Meade, Maryland at the time. And uh, my parents live uh, in the Baltimore, Washington, Annapolis area. And I remember trying to get a hold of them on the phone, and the circuits were busy for three hours. Oh, right. Because yeah. Yeah, so they lit, so everyone, um, everyone was on their cell phones or landlines or whatever at the time, probably making phone calls to loved ones and everything was, so I couldn't get a hold of them. And I remember watching everything and, um, it just was very frightening. I mean, uh, at the, you know, where I was living at the time in Ohio, it's a seven hour drive and, um, with my, uh, my mother working in a, a very, uh, secure, uh, covert building, uh, yeah. on Fort Meade, you know, you just don't know at that time. You just didn't know at that time, you right, know, right. You know, some, something was going to be, something was going to happen. So I was scared, very scared. And I just, uh, I was amazed at how efficient our air traffic controllers, uh, uh, landed those planes. I, I just couldn't believe it was almost like a, a symphony going on. Every, every every single one of those aircrafts were um, they landed um, beautifully. And that, that's um, right because that's a good point we hadn't brought up yet. But uh, they, all of a sudden, you know, they ordered all the planes out of the skies at the nearest airports, and uh, you know, so that was going on all over the place and went off without a hitch. So we got to give them uh, a lot of uh, credit for everything they did and the way they handled. That's a great point you're bringing up, Dish. Yeah, and then tonight I always watch, try to watch, um, you know, a program or a show uh, regarding 9-11 every yeah, year yeah. Uh, for the last 19 years. And I watched a couple tonight, and they showed on the History Channel, and they um, there was one program where there was, you know, unseen-before photos and videos of, um, you know, actual ground footage, you know, stuff I had never seen before, and then... The one after that was um, specifically about the calls um, that were placed on uh, from Flight 93 before it went into oh, wow. the ground and uh, how heroic everyone was. Like, I knew some of the information, but they had live interviews of uh, the, the mother and the sister, the mother and the wife. What? Uh, With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, tr- hey, Trish. Hey, Trish, hold, now hold it right there because that truck's rumbled on down the road. Tony, let me put you on hold. And we'll take a little short break, and we'll be back. ATN. Okay, guys, it is time to once again take a little quick trip 
all around the country the ATN National Weather Forecast, and that's a service of our friends at the Owner Operator Independent Drivers Association. Now, that's OIDA, and you know what they're all about fighting for the rights of the American truck drivers since 1973. Give them a call, 800-444-5791, or visit them online at oida.com. Of course, we always thank them for their sponsorship. We'll go out west, and it's not a pretty picture out in California or Oregon or uh, maybe even up in Washington. Well, yeah, up in Washington State, you know, Seattle ain't a pretty picture up there. Portland ain't a pretty picture there, but... Uh, they need rain. They're not getting any rain. They're battling all those fires. Uh, high and dry, Idaho. They're in uh, Montana, Utah, Nevada, Arizona, New Mex. Colorado's all dry. Now, we got action. The action starts there in the Badlands. Now it's up in North Dakota, too. But uh, North and South Dakota, Nebraska. And then it picks up steam, and it's really heavy duty. Iowa, Minnesota, severe thunderstorms in the upper part of Minnesota. Uh, Wisconsin's got all kinds of rain. Uh, and then you got severe thunderstorms, really, from uh, Kansas City over to St. Louis, into Springfield, uh, up through uh, Chicago, just outside Des Moines. So, I mean, there's a heavy batch of uh, uh, nasty weather in this whole group. Everything's moving eastward. Uh, it's now over into the Wolverine State. Uh, it's getting ready to uh, enter into uh, Indiana. It'll be here in the Buckeye State later on. Then down south, man, we got all kinds of trouble down south too. You know, we got that nasty system. Uh, right now, it's there in the Keys. It's there in the Miami, uh, Fort Lauderdale, West Palm, Port St. Lucie, uh, Fort Pierce. You know the whole area up there. Uh, and, and it's heading on into the Gulf. Uh, it's going to pick up steam and be a big troublemaker all along the uh, Gulf Coast. And uh, maybe, uh, well, right now there's a big system that's outside of New Orleans right now getting ready to uh, thunder down on them. But more is on the way. So probably be talking about that tomorrow night. we got rain in uh, Mississippi, Georgia, and the Carolinas. And pretty much the cutoff point is right about Richmond. So from Richmond, Washington, D.C., Philly, PA, New York, New York, Boston, Mass, you're high and dry. You shouldn't have any problems there. So uh, other than that, uh, that pretty much gives you the uh, weather report. However, uh, if there's anything you guys want to report, traffic or weather, you know the routine, uh, 513-749-7000 and our ATN number, 888-860-8785. And I've got Tonio Mancuso. And uh, the good news, he's still attorney at law, so that's all good news. Uh, Tony, you're there, right? I'm here. And uh, we, we're taking the phone calls, and we got more people. We got an all-star lineup, guys. We got the Chevy guy in uh, Airborne Ranger. We got Dan. We got American Eagle. Glenn's just signed up on the board, and we've got the dish. So let me get the dish back on here, and I'll let her pick up where uh, she left off. Dish, you're back on with Tony O when we're talking 9-11, 2001. Oh. Oh, thanks for having me back, Dave. I'll just say a few more things. Um, the day that that happened, it's like you had brought up before about the, you know, uh, the United States citizens just uh, really coming together um, as one huge family. Like everyone was just in awe. And, and I remember specifically uh, seeing uh, commercials for enlistment into the armed services and, all, and these young, very young men, you know, probably over the age of 18, signing up. They couldn't wait to stand in line and enlist because they wanted to 
um, support the United States. They wanted to protect the United States, and they wanted, you know, they wanted to take a stance against the Terrorism Act. So remember that. And um, a couple of things I took away from the show tonight, which I did not know because I always take away new information, is um, the Flight 93, I did not realize that um, right at the very end when they had overtaken the cockpit um, of the flight, the passengers had finally broken in and gotten in to take over the flight. Um, the terrorists flipped the plane upside down, and that's when it went all the way down. And when it landed into the ground, I believe um, the plane went 40 feet down into the ground. Wow. Uh, I did not know that. Like, I they said it was a nose dive, which it was, but it, he flipped the plane over. And the yeah, other thing I, was, I didn't, re- I didn't re- realize that either. Tony, did you know that? Yes, it came in upside down. Yeah, wow. Then the other thing, too, is um, the one thing, um, because this had never happened on American soil before, it took a long time, uh, uh, well, in my mind, a long time, but probably not for them, to scramble. It took 28 minutes for them to decide to have two military jet um, take off. They were not given the command to shoot down their, um, you know, their own American plane, but to get them out of the, to get it out of the sky. So, um, and you, these phone calls were going back and forth between, you know, the local air traffic controllers to whoever they had to call to get permission from, Obviously, the United States government commander, someone, um, to say, yeah, we need to, we need um, military aircraft up there now because we don't know where this flight's going to go. Well, um, but originally, it was targeted. Um, I'm sure everybody knows this. It was a, it was targeted for um, the Capitol, and so those very brave souls um, really saved what could have been a monumental disaster. Well, you, you know, you're absolutely right, and that kind of refreshes my memory. This morning, uh, I, I listened to an interview with Glenn Beck, and it's by a gentleman that I think he's written a book uh, called "The Last Plane in the Sky" or something like that. I, I don't know if that sounds familiar to you guys, but uh, uh, the gist of it was uh, there was a big hubbub with uh, uh, President Bush and the Secret Service and the uh, the captain, of, I guess, Air Force One because uh, Bush wanted to go back to Washington, D.C. and be in the White House. And right. uh, uh, they absolutely wouldn't let them. And uh, so they were. everybody was walking on eggshells because uh, they didn't want to disregard a command from the, the president, and the president wanted, didn't want to put him in that kind of position. Who was going to win out in this tug of war? The Secret Service says, no, you're not going back to Washington, D.C. It's not safe. The pilot says, I'm not taking you there. And Bush says, well, I, I, I got to be there. I got to be in charge. I'm, I'm the commander in chief and kind of that type of thing. And so uh, eventually, of course, we know that what won out, Tony, that they decided to take Bush. And I think that was the right move by uh, everything now looking back. I mean, because uh, if those heroes uh, hadn't turned that plane around, uh, I mean, it very easily could have hit the White House in, instead of, you know, who knows what uh, those terrorists, uh, you know, um, had up their sleeve. I mean, Capitol or the White House or whatever. So I, th- I think looking back, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Tony, what do you think? Well, there's no question that that plane was headed back to Washington. I think that's a historical fact. Where it was going, there's a split of opinion of whether it was hitting the White House or hitting the Capitol building. Um, can you imagine a plane flying into the Capitol dome? I, every time I've looked at the Capitol, I just keep imagining that that could have happened if not for the 93 
for the Flight 93 Heroes. And, you know, there was a lot of controversy that day floating around about whether or not, you know, the military would have had the authority to shoot down if there were other planes that were hijacked in the sky. You know, thankfully, they never had to get to that decision because there was only the four that were involved, and all four of them, you know, one was crashed in Pennsylvania, and the other three were, you know, uh suicide mission yeah. basically but what a what a decision that you would have had to make as a military leader to whether or not to shoot down a civilian plane or not to get it to stop you know um, and to stop a terrorist act thankfully we never had to get to that decision but boy oh boy i remember thinking that that day and i, I remember thinking and reading about it later and hearing some of the controversies that they were um contemplating of whether or not that was a remedy to think about well yeah and uh there there's still you, you kind of refresh my memory a little bit because there's a lot of controversy even to this day and i follow this story was actually on uh art bell show and that's like hitting the lottery is to get on art bell show but uh remember when we had uh uh the flight that was shot down over um uh new york with the uh, which one was it flight 800 or EWA. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, even to this day, a lot of people, with all the eyewitnesses and testimony and evidence, a lot of people say that that flight was shot down uh, by a terrorist uh, missile. Of course, that was under the Clinton watch. Uh, the other uh, likely scenario was that uh, uh, one of our uh, missiles. There was a training thing going on, and we could have accidentally could have been a friendly shoot down with a drone or. Uh, some type of scenario like that. But the one thing I can tell you, because I got buddies as a captain. In fact, I was on my way out to Las Vegas when that deal happened uh, to stay with my captain buddy. He flies major airline. I won't tell you guys which one. But, uh, you know, so I was out there with him for about 10 days staying at his place. And uh, he told me in no way that that plane blew up a gas tank or every pilot alive knew that, you know, that never happened in the history. He wouldn't be flying these things. They had to worry about some spark and the plane blowing up like that that uh that thing a missile had taken that thing out of the sky and so uh, a lot of you know double talking and everything like that but i mean uh so that very easily could have been a prelude you know of the terrorist hit and once again it was under clinton's watch and everything but well, yeah. we had military we had military exercises going on on september 11 2001 dave now, right so there were exercises going on. That's where there was some confusion at the beginning. Yes, and I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember yeah, that. Let the audience that, know about that. That was that was the that was some confusion at the beginning because at first glance they weren't really sure. The military wasn't sure whether it, these reports were part of the exercise or not. Oh, really? Was, wow. Yeah. Oh, yes. And there was some hesitation of whether or not it was real at right. first because there was exercises happening that day that were already pre-planned. And I don't know if these 19 yahoos, I guess it's funny if you count uh, Zacharias Messiah or whatever his uh, name is, who was the 20th hijacker, who was the only one that went to trial and was convicted. I don't know if these 20 guys knew that was going on that day. I think most of your writers say that, yes, they knew, and that's why they did it for that day, that they knew that it would coincide with U.S. military um, 
exercises in the sky and that it would cause confusion amongst whether or not the well, things were real or whether they were fake. Well, I mean, they had things so uh, tightly yes. planned out. I mean, who I would knows? Guess that, I would guess that they knew that it was coinciding with the exercises somehow. That's uh, my that's personal probably, opinion. And I'll yeah. throw in one other tidbit, and I'll shoot yeah. down every every conspiracy person that's going to disagree with what we're going to say. And when one fell swoop, uh, I know, you know, there's always that controversy, oh, did the plane really go into the Pentagon? Yeah. The answer is absolutely a thousand, ten thousand percent yes, because of, I knew people that worked for American Airlines, and they absolutely said, yes, we lost our friends, we lost our co-workers. You better believe that a plane went yeah. in the, into the Pentagon. So anybody who says, oh, that was some conspiracy, it wasn't really a plane, it was a missile, first of all, the United States military doesn't shoot or kill their own so the, right. to destroy the Pentagon. So that, that was, that's a preposterous, right. kooky right. theory, and plus, I know from the people I talked to that they lost friends and 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 coworkers yeah. in that accident. So, end of that story, Dave. Right, yeah. right. And like I say, we're not going to have any conspiracy no, people on the show it's, tonight. It's, but I'm, I'm glad you. True. Yeah, I, I'm glad you you hit on that. Tony. Well, listen, I got to take another break and dish. I got so many people I got to I got to get to. Thank you very much for calling up and and uh, uh, giving your testimony about everything and your your insight. And uh, I, I think everybody tonight we've had uh, some really great callers. So I'll talk to you on down the road. How's that, Dish? That sounds great. Um, have a great evening. I love the topic. Great show tonight. Thank you. Thank you very much for the call and the compliments. Appreciate all that. Tony, there you go. So, uh, Tony, I'll put you back on hold, and we'll, we'll take a break. Now, everybody on hold, don't go anywhere. I'm going to get to you. Chevy guy dropped off, but Chevy guy, call back because you were going to be next in the batting order. Uh, but I'll go ahead. Let me see. I think uh, Airborne Rangers up next. we got Dan and Eagle and Glenn and Donkey Rob hanging around. So hang in there. Short break here at ATN. Roll on, big mama. Roll on, big mama. I like the way you sing. Oh, hell yeah. Roll on, Roll on big mama. Big mama. That's your kind of music there, Tony O. You love the big mamas. You can't keep a candle, though, with uh, Pat, 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 the sharp-dressed mom. He's, he, man, he's got all kinds of big mamas, if you know what I'm talking about. But, uh, hey, we're back, guys, uh, having a, a really interesting and good show, I think. Tony, what do you think so far? Awesome. The stories are wonderful. Let's keep them rolling. Yeah, well, let's get Airborne Ranger. Uh, Airborne Ranger, you're on ATN. Good morning, gentlemen. Yeah, how you doing? Pretty good. First, the weather down here in in uh, God's low country. Uh, roads are dry. They, they were wet down, stopped about 7 o'clock. 95 is wide open from south of the border to the Georgia line. All right. Thank you for that, man. There you go. Okay, now let's let's go right to this last caller, and let's chop this conspiracy theory you guys just put out there in the head okay okay yes there was a military exercise going on 
It was the last day of that military exercise, but it really had nothing to do with these guys that, that decided to do this. So, so okay? you, they didn't plan, they didn't plan it out. The, oh, the time. no, because this, this was a tabletop, mostly exercise nuclear. Okay. And, and that actually that president Bush went to, and he didn't go to office first. He went to Barksdale. And Barksdale had loaded out B-52 sitting on the runway. That was, that was the exercise. They weren't up at the fail-safe points. Okay, if you've seen the movie Fail-Safe or Dr. Strangelove, you know what a fail-safe point is. I don't need to explain that to you. Okay, go ahead. Okay, now, NORAD, which is the North American Air Defense Command, responsible for defending North America, the reason that they were really slow and stupid about what was going on, because they couldn't believe that people would hijack airliners and use them like missiles and dive into buildings at the time. Yeah. That's the truth. I've heard that our, our total, Our total East Coast yeah. uh, air, air defense at that time were two F-15 Air National Guard Eagles sitting at Otis Air Force Base, which is a National Guard base, on, on um, Cape Cod. And uh, they, they were sitting on the five-minute pad, and they got launched. And they each had one missile and a full, row, uh, full thing of uh, just regular uh, bullets. Well, hey, hey, do me a favor, Airborne Ranger. I'm running out of time here, so I'm going to put you on hold. Don't go anywhere for sure. I want to hear more of your story and uh, your expertise in this whole situation. Tony's pr- pretty interesting. That's why we got such a great list of callers. I got to put you on hold, too, Tony, because the truck's rumbling on down the road. I got to get out of the way. Right here, ATN. You're listening to news. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.